0: you have your bible's book of john gospel of john chapter 15 and i want to preach the message abiding in him And when you get there, say amen. How many brought your Bibles tonight? I uh, someone uh, gave me a good joke this this weekend. I thought it was pretty good. They they told me, uh, Pastor Danny, do you know what you call a Christian that only has the Bible on his phone? And I said, No, I don't. Tell me. He goes, You call them a, a phony Christian. <laughs> so I said to myself, I better go get my Bibles, start bringing them to church. Because, you know, an iPad could sometimes die or, you know, get jammed up. But the trusted word of God is something that uh, brings life to us. Amen. And uh, if you read it on your phone, that's fine, too. I just thought it was a joke. And I'm not saying uh, you need to bring your Bible. But you know what? When he told me that joke, I kind of got convicted. I said, okay, I'm going to start bringing my Bible to church all the time. Amen. Um, Book of John chapter 15 and verse 1, the Bible says this, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. An emphasis on the word prune. Verse 3, and you you are already clean because of the word which I spoke to you, If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Verse seven. If you abide in me, in my word, my words. Everyone say my words. Abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so that you will be my. Disciples. Verse 8. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. Why don't we go ahead and pray, Lord? We thank you for everyone that's here tonight. We thank you for all those who are watching online. I pray right now, Lord, that you would help us to abide in you in 2021 for the rest of our lives. Let us abide in you. We pray for your Holy Spirit tonight to encourage lives, to encourage hearts. And I pray tonight, Lord, that your name would be honored and that your name would be glorified. I pray tonight that you would get all the glory, that you, Lord, would get all the honor, that you would get all the praise, you would remove me out of the way so that you can get all the praise and all the glory because you are the ones to be glorified tonight. I pray, Lord, that you, Lord God, your word would come forth with power and unction of your Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. At my house, I have an avocado tree, and many of you have been recipients of that avocado tree. Today, I was picking some for uh, Pastor Ruben. I was getting some ready for him, and I got some, and I was there outside. I was picking uh, avocados, and I began to look at a branch that was cut off uh, maybe about two years ago. There was this huge branch, and it was cut off, and I remember when that happened, because this avocado tree, it always bears a lot of fruit every year that I've been there. It's always bared a lot of really big avocados. I mean, these avocados look like they're coming from the promised land. They're so big. It's, it's like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Some of you say, Pastor, that's the truth right there. But I, what happened is I was looking at one side of a, one branch that was cut off a couple of years ago, and, and I began to think about that branch. I remember the year following that when it began to bear fruit, it's like it got shocked. But this year, even though last year there wasn't that much fruit, This year, there was much fruit, much fruit. And as we see this text, uh, God, he's likened to being a vine dresser, a gardener, someone that goes to a grapevine. And if you've ever been in the Central Valley, if you've ever seen grapes, there's vines that come out and these vines begin to grow. But if they're not pruned, if they're not cut, what can happen is... um, that that vine will become diseased, that vine will become uh, dormant, that vine will just kind of be tattered, and, and, and not tattered, but it will just be all kinds of vines but no fruit. But when the gardener comes, the vine dresser comes, that represents God the Father, what happens is he begins to prune and cut that the the, the fruit, the tree can bear much fruit. And the same thing with us tonight, with you and I, God wants us to bear fruit. God wants us to be a fruitful believer, a fruitful Christian, but the only way that you and I can bear fruit is if we're abiding in him. There's no other way. Without Christ in our life, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. It's only when you and I abide in him that we see God bring fruitfulness inside of our life. Now, we read this text, we know that after the Last Supper, um, what happened is Jesus began to speak his farewell sermon to the disciples uh the 11 of them were there they began to speak uh many things but this right here is loaded right here with something so powerful for our life because most of the time up until this point Jesus said follow me follow me follow me but right here this his final sermon and you know what I think about that his final sermon your last words are your most important most strategic words they're going to give to future generation are to those who are there with you and Jesus said follow me follow me but this time he said abide in me abide in me and what does that look like today what what does that encompass today inside of our lives tonight we're gonna be looking at that because the reality is this that you and I God wants us to bear much fruit he wants us to be fruitful believers fruitful Christians and God wants to do something awesome inside of this generation. We know that we're living in the last days. Christ is coming for his church, and he wants to bring an end-time harvest fruit a fruitfulness. We, we, we can tap into that. We can be part of that. Amen. We can be fruit-bearing Christians. Amen. And if we abide in him. Abide in him. Now, Andrew Murray a Scottish missionary to Africa he said these words in his book abide in me he said when about to leave for heaven he gave them a new word a more intimate and spiritual union with himself in glory should be expressed the chosen word the chosen word was abide in me abide in me Jesus didn't tell Peter you know and John and, and James hey you guys do this strategy, do that strategy, you know, go back to Jewish college and learn from the rabbis when I leave because you guys are really dumb. He didn't say that. We know that in chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, he's talking about abiding in him. We know he also is talking about sending the comforter, the Holy Spirit that will what? Remind us of all things and what? Teach us of all things. But today I want to talk to you About something that God does in our life. And none of us like it. I hate it. It's being pruned by God. Being pruned by God. You say, what does that mean, Pastor Danny? I I, I work in an office and I'm on a typewriter all day. That means to snip, to cut off something that it can bear more fruit. The way the gardeners did that at my house two and a half years ago, two years ago. When they cut off that branch, it shocked my avocado tree. But tonight, some people are going home with some avocados. Why? Because it's fruitful again. And you might be going through a season where you just feel like God's cutting you. But let me say, there's fruit in the future for you. If you don't give up, there's fruit in the future for you. And it's a fruit that's not only going to bless you, but it's going to bless future generations. God's purpose of pruning God is the vine dresser. He is the gardener. The purpose of pruning is to bring growth. It's to shape the vine. God wants to shape us. It's to produce a maximum yield without breaking the branches. And it's to protect against disease. Now, that brings us to a question that we all have and we ask ourselves, we say to ourselves, why does God prune our lives? I got it all together. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for to get married, you singles are saying. I'm ready right now. I'm, I'm ready for, for that big promotion. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for that. And we ask ourselves, God, why do you prune us? You know, in life, how does God prune us? God, he prunes us through trial and testings. Through trial and in testings, through disappointment, through something happening inside of our life where we're going, God, that's unfair. That's unfair, Lord. What's taking place? Why did that happen, and and why didn't this take place the way I had planned? See, God, He wants to bring more fruit in our life, but the only way God could bring fruit in our life is that God sometimes has to get to the root of some things. To cut them off. And what does this do inside of our life? Have you ever been in the place, church, have you ever been in the place where the way God's pruning you is to be patient? Have you ever been in in that place in your walk with God where God's pruning you, but he's pruning you through patience? And I don't know about you, but how many of us like being patient? Let's be honest. We don't like being patient. We, we we want things my way. We want it now. We wanted it yesterday. I called a guy today for a building. I said we need a build. We needed a building yesterday. But how many of us ever get like that with God? God, you need to be moving this way. You need to be, God, and and we take matters. And what do we do? We try to. Sometimes have you ever did it? You. Go in your own hands. You take things into your own hands. But God is doing that to what? To make us be dependent on him. Abiding in him. Abiding in God. Now the Bible says in John chapter 15 verse 2, it says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Now, the Greek word that Jesus uses here to prune is an interesting word because it's the same word to clean. God cleans us through pruning. The same Greek word that Jesus uses here in reference to pruning is the same word that Jesus uses in reference to cleaning. See, a lot of us, we think that we got it all together. But how many of us know that God, he's making us more like him? And sometimes when he's making us more like him, we don't want to be patient. We don't want to be long-suffering. We don't want to be gentle. We don't want to be forgiving. We don't want to submit to the plans of God and we're like, you know, what, God, I got this. I think I'm good. I think I'm ready. And God, he doesn't want us to get ahead of ourselves because God is doing the work to cleanse us. To sanctify us. And in the same dialogue, in this discourse, in John chapter 17, verse 17, he says, I sanctify them. That's kind of similar to pruning. Said to be set apart. I sanctify them by my word. And Jesus says, abide in my word. So what? how do you and I get cleansed by God, by the Holy Spirit? By abiding in the word of God. See, Jesus' word, it cleanses us, it sanctifies us, it makes us more like him. Abiding in the vine. Jesus is the vine. So we see the vine dresser is God the Father. We see the vine is Jesus. How many of you just connected to you're just kind of connected to whatever. But I guess the best way I can describe trying to describe this is being connected to something that that brings the strength, the power to your life. You know, all of us here today we're connected to something. We're abiding in something. Did you know that? You might be abiding in a spirit of worry. Today when I came, I felt like th- some of you are really worried. Worry tried to jump on me today. But as we were worshiping, I said, worry, you can go home because I'm going to be worshiping. I'm going to be raising my hands right now. I'm not, I'm not going to worry with you, worry. I'm going to worship with God. I want to get connected to the, I want to abide in him. And And today, as we were seeing, as we're declaring, I believe the Holy Spirit was trying to move worry off of some of us. And some of us maybe didn't give it to God. And we're just like, oh, I'm just going to continue to worry. But abiding in the vine, abiding in Christ, what are you abiding in today? The Bible says in verse 4 of our text, it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. She will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, the Greek word for abide is the word meno, 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 and what that means is to be in a habitat, staying in the place. It's, it gives you the imagery of living there. My meno is Whittier, California. I live in Whittier. I abide. I meno in Whittier. Some of you meno in Balflower. It's a great city. Some of you meno in Norwalk. Some of you meno in Long Beach. Some of you meno Uh, In San Diego, I don't know. Some of you that are watching, probably in England, Manchester, we say, hello, Pastor Tom, how's it going? We love you. We miss you. We can't wait to get you over here to preach. I was thinking about Manchester today. I go, man, I want to go to Manchester and take a trip over there. It's so fun. We got to do a missions trip as a church, huh? Go to Manchester. Some of you might meet your husband over there. You never know. Then your new menno will be Manchester. You'll live there. But abiding, abiding, meno means to lodge, to live, to remain, to continue, to abide. meno where we live, abiding in him, abiding in his word. Can I be truthful today? How many of us were mennoing in the word of God today? How many of us open our Bible and say, God, you know, speak to me, Lord. How many of us are doing the, the morning prayer and we're reading our daily reading so we can read the whole Bible by the end of the year. But our, how many of us are minnowing in the wrong place? We're minnowing in our problems. We mennow in uh, in temptation. We mennow in 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 uh anxiety, we meadoww in this place and we live there, we habitat there we we kind of put our made our bed there, we put a pillow there, we're asleep there, we're meadow in the wrong place when God says, "I want you to menno, I want you to abide, I want you to live in my word, and then you will be fruitful. abide see we're gonna abide in something church we will abide in some we're living some place here. We're living someplace here, living someplace here. And it's going to affect what we say here. We're menowing someplace. Now, the Bible says in in John chapter 8 verse 31, it says, if you abide in my word, everyone say abide in his word. You are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now that's Jesus preaching. John is a very awesome book. It's a unique book. It's an awesome book. I love John's perspective. You jump to chapter five and look what Jesus says in chapter five in verse thirty-eight. He says, "And ye have not His word abiding in you. You don't have the word abiding in you." And right here in chapter five, they were they were they were angry at Jesus. They had desert deserted Jesus. He was facing opposition. Why? Because they were not abiding in his word. We see when we abide in his word that we know the truth. And the truth will set us free. There's freedom when we abide in Jesus Christ. There's freedom when we abide in him today. What are we abiding in? Are we abiding in this thing and that thing? Are we abiding on this thing is taking all of our time. Are we abiding in this thing? And not to say the things, those things are not good and those things are not great, but we will be withered Christians if we are not abiding in Him and His Word. We will be dead Christians if we're not abiding in Him and abiding in His Word. We must be what? Abiding in Him. For those who abide in Jesus, what do they do? They don't give up during persecution. When that really cute guy comes and says, "Hey, you know, you want to go out on a date?" and you know he doesn't serve God, you know he's not saved. I'm talking to you, those online. You're looking at those online sites for for that guy, and let me say this: he's not Christian, he's not saved, and you know what's going to happen to you? You're gonna you're gonna experience hurt and heartache, and and. and Terrible things. You men that are just, you know, you're looking in the wrong place. You're, you're thinking, okay, this thing, that thing, material thing. And you're abiding in those things. But the only way that you and I can have true fruitfulness in our life is through what? Abiding in Christ. Abiding in Christ. Because there's deceitful things that want to lie to us. And say that that's what brings true satisfaction. Like what did Jesus say? The parable of the sower. He said that some, uh, they'll be choked by what? The deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches will, like thorns that would choke the seed. So it won't bear fruit. God wants us to what? To bear much fruit. To bear much fruit. The last one tonight is the fruit that comes from abiding. The fruit that comes from abiding. Today, some of you say, Pastor Danny, bring me some avocados on Sunday. And I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, sure thing, not a problem. Now I'm going to have to climb the tree because they're way up there now. (laughs) But... There's fruit because that tree was pruned. And in our life, you might be going through a pruning season right now, but let me say this, God's going to bring some fruit. God's going to bring some fruit. I can guarantee without a shadow of a doubt, there's no hesitation. God's going to bring fruit in your life. It might be one year. It might be two years. It might be three years. It might be five years. But the fruit of seeing that unsaved prodigal son come is going to come. That fruit of seeing, uh, that that ministry that God has implanted in your heart is going to come. Just as you go through this season, like last year my avocado tree, it wasn't very fruitful. But this year there's all kinds of avocados right there. Because what? It was pruned. And you're going to be looking at your life and you go, man, God, you are so faithful. You pruned me. I didn't like it. But, Lord, you made me more fruitful. You made me more fruitful, God. You did something tremendous inside of my life. And there's going to be some good fruit. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's going to be some good fruit on the way if you don't run away. I'm going to say that one more time. There's some good fruit on the way if you don't run away. What I mean by run is quit. Because Jesus talked about quitting. When persecution comes. When trials come. When tribulations come. When all these things come, are you going to quit? Am I going to quit? Fruit. Good fruit. We know good fruit. God wants to give us good fruit because there's some bad fruit. There's some bad fruit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 21, it says, What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. 22, But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves to God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end to everlasting life. How many of us know when we got saved, we had some rotten fruit when we came to church. We had shame. We had guilt. We had all kinds of rotten fruit because we we produce fruit. And when we're abiding in Christ, we produce the right fruit. So that brings a, a, a tough question to us believers which type of fruit are we producing right now you can ask your kids you can ask your wife you can ask your husband which kind of fruit do you have you can ask you can ask me and pastor Reuben. Well, pastor which kind of fruit do i have oh you know what I'll be honest with you it's really good fruit But the word for fruit that we see right here is to bear much fruit. We come to another Greek word, karpos, karpos. The Greek word karpos, it means the results, the outcome, the fruit. Karpos, the results, the outcome, the fruit. And as believers, when we accept Jesus in our life, and we're abiding in him, because how many of us know that Christians, we can start abiding in the wrong things, and we become some rotten Christians, rotten fruit. And there's a that fruit that's not right inside of our life. There's, there's not the right fruit. Or there's even, we're, we're, we're pursuing the wrong, there's fruitlessness inside of our life. But when there's carpos, in god when you're meno, you're abiding in him and then he gives you carpos where you're producing fruit the results one of the results that we see throughout the new testament the fruit that applies to us is the fruit of what of a fruit of a new way of life a fruit of the new way of life like eric was mentioning that we give we we help we 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 help those less fortunate and and we we help our community we're a blessing to the homeless we're a blessing to our neighbors We're a blessing to to whoever comes our way and we're living to what? To give God all the glory and not to to give ourselves glory but just to give it all to Jesus Christ. Amen. And when we do that, you and I are what? We're filled up with the power. I mean, have you ever seen a sappy tree? You know, sap from the tree, you know, it's like that oozy stuff coming out of the tree. That's how the tree has life and nutrients and that fights against disease. And how many of us want to be dripping with the Holy Spirit in 2021? I mean, you want to be sappy with the presence of God. I mean, you want to be dripping with Jesus. I didn't say tripping. I said dripping. I mean, full of God. Full of the word of God. You know how it takes place? Is by you and I abiding in him. I want you to imagine... A branch broken here on the floor. Just imagine there's a branch broken here and I come into it and I'm looking for avocados. Guess what? I ain't going to find none. Why? Because it's been cut off from the tree, from the south, from the root, from abiding. And as Christians as believers, when we're abiding in him, there's a new way of life. Does that mean we're perfect? No, I'm not saying we're perfect, but we're becoming more like Christ every single day. Amen. Will we make mistakes? Yes, we will. Will we get irritated and angry at times? Yes, we will. But guess what? When that happens, you're going to get convicted. And the next time you're tested with that, you're not going to fall into that temptation and say, you know what? This happened to me last week. God, you're putting me through the same test again. This time, I'm going to keep my mouth quiet. Thank you, Jesus. What is the fruit? What is the fruit? of a Christian who's on fire for Jesus and abiding in him. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 22, love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Against such, there is no law fruit. That you're going to, something's going to happen bad and you're going to still be kind. That you're going to be long-suffering. What is the Greek understanding of long-suffering? If you look at it, it means to suffer for a long time. The same as the English. You think about these things to be kind be self-controlled these are the fruits the fruits of what abiding in him these are the fruits of abiding in him jesus and john the baptist they both demanded that when we repent that there's fruit that matches our repentance numbers of passages all throughout what the new testament that remind us what happens when you and i are what Abiding in him. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. Live as children of the light for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. James chapter 3 verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. See, this kind of righteous living comes from being watered by the Holy Spirit and abiding in him, abiding in him, fruit of righteousness. You know, through chapter 15, Jesus says, abide in me, abide in me, abide in me. But right in the middle and kind of at the end, he says, abide in my love. And you know, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all these things, they all take place in the life of a believer through abiding in love. Christian believer, let's abide in Christ tonight. Let's abide in love. Let's abide in what? In doing those things that God has called us to do. During this 21-day fast, there's so many things that want to get our attention. But as the worship team makes their way up here to t- tonight, and and if we could sing tonight, if we can sing that song, I exalt thee. I exalt thee. Thank you, guys. Tonight. We made it out, and we want to abide in, in, in Jesus. There's, there's nothing greater. There's nothing greater than abiding in him. Nothing. There's nothing in this world that's greater than abiding in Jesus. Nothing. There's Nothing that you can obtain in your life that's greater than you abiding in him. And tonight, some of us, we're we're in that place where maybe, maybe you're watching tonight and you're in that place where you're like, you know what? It's hard. Let me say this, God, he loves you. Abiding in him, you're going to bear fruit.